Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kimisha Lucier, one of the senior pastors of A Day of Prayer. And as always, I'm so glad that we are here together. And I'm so glad to be discussing the Word of God with you and sharing the things that the Lord has been speaking to me about and putting on my heart. And as always, I keep you in my prayers so that you are lifted up and you have support even when you don't feel like you do. God is with you and he is faithful, and I am certainly interceding on your behalf. Today, I want to talk to you about praying for your children. Now, I did a series when I, uh, one of my very first episodes, I did a series of podcasts talking about intercession, um, prophetic intercession for your children. It was um, my husband came and he was a guest on the show. And we talked about some of the things that the Lord had shared with us and just revealed to us as we've parented and are, have raised and are raising our children. But today, I really want to get into just praying for them where they where they are um, here and now, and um, you know, just provide a continuation to that teaching, but also some encouragement to get started on it today. Did you know that your children don't have to be subject to the whims of the world or what wicked and evil people want to do to them? I know sometimes parents feel like they're at a loss when it comes to the evil that's in the world. And, you know, they send their children to school or to daycare or to other places and they just hope for the best. You know, they're hoping there's not a bomb threat there. They're hoping a teacher, you know, doesn't go crazy or a child doesn't, a student doesn't shoot up the school or all of those kind of things. And I just, I'm here to tell you today, you don't have to be subject to that. You don't have to be concerned about it. And The reason why is because you are a son or daughter of the Most High God. You carry the presence and the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ on the inside of you if you are a believer. And you have the ability and the authority in the name of Jesus to control the atmosphere and the environment. Now, what do I mean by that? I don't mean that you're puppeting people and you are, you know, uh, engaging in witchcraft or anything like that and, and trying to take possession of people and controlling them. But you can absolutely control the spiritual forces in any environment and make them subject to the things of God. How do I know this? First of all, because it's written in the word. That's what the Lord Jesus did. If you read through the gospels, you see he did exactly that. When his disciples were on the ocean uh, or on the sea rather, and the sea became boisterous, did Jesus grab onto the edge of his boat and hang on for dear life and go, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. No, he spoke to the wind. He commanded it to be still and the wind obeyed. He spoke to the waves repeatedly. Um, and by repeatedly, I don't mean he said it over and over like a mantra. I mean that in various and multiple situations, he commanded the waves to be still. When people came in uh, trying to cause a um, contention that had um, demons, he told them to be quiet. Jesus was not subject to the spiritual environment. The spiritual environment was subject to him. And in his name, We carry that same anointing and that same power of the name of Jesus when we use his name can reign and rule in authority over the spiritual dynamic around the places that we send our children and our work. Let's look at um, a couple of different points to this. 
First of all, you have to find out what's yours as a covenant and joint heir with Jesus Christ, a covenant believer and joint heir with Jesus Christ. You have to get in the word of God. You have to look and see what he did because first uh, John tells us that as he is, in this world, so are we. So we are his body here in the earth. He also said that um, the works that he did, we would do those same works in greater because he was going back to the father and leaving us as his body here in the earth to continue his work. Now, we always have to start on the word of God. You have no authority in your name. So, you know, we're not working on that. We're not <laughs> not even going to try it because we're nobody without him. He is the vine and we are the branch. But when we abide in him and he abides in us and his words abide in us, then we can do these same things that he did. And it's important that we stop waiting around um, for someone to do it for us and that we stop being wimpy, I'll just have to say, and subject to the flow, the ebbs and flows and the forces of this world. And by that, I mean the, the spiritual, the wicked forces and spiritual places stop being subject and start reigning and ruling, um, by one Christ Jesus who died for us and left his blood and his name and his word here for us to do just that. Now, if you know me personally, you know that I'm a, a mama bear and I don't play when it comes to my kids, <laughs> but not only do I guard what I need to do in the natural, I'm guarding in the spiritual realm. I'm, I'm taking authority and going after those wicked spirits and making sure that there is a barrier and a, a force field, if you will, or a hedge of protection around my children because they're kids. Even as they grow and get older, they're still my children. And God gave me authority to do just that. So I don't leave that to someone else. I take it up and I wield it readily. And I enjoy doing it as a matter of fact, because I know the power that's in the name of Jesus. So first of all, let's start here at, first, um, at Matthew chapter four, verse four, and it says this, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We live by the word of God. That's why it's important to go and study the word, find out what God has said about us, find out what he said about our situation, find out what weapons we have as a result of our relationship with him, the spiritual weapons that are important, the most important, and find out um, how to use them and who you are in Jesus Christ, then get to work. Find out. And in this particular instance, in Matthew chapter four, literally the Lord is facing the adversary who is a spiritual being. He's not a natural being. He works through natural people, but he is not a natural being. So you have to deal with spiritual things on a spiritual level. But this is how our Lord responded with the word of God. So then it stands to reason that we as his, his body and his people and um, his students and his servants will have to do the same thing the same way that he did it. And that's with the word of God. Number two, you have to be fully convinced that you have power and authority over the enemy for your life, for your children's lives, and for everything that concerns you. Let's look at Matthew chapter 16 and verses... I'm sorry, Mark chapter 16, verses um, 15 through 18. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 
He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, I know many of you have probably heard that and you're thinking about traveling to Africa or, you know, going to the darkest jungle somewhere where and, and just straight up, you know, telling people about who Jesus Christ is and thinking about missionary work and doing the work of an evangelist. But I'm telling you, this scripture applies to your household. Why am I going to forego the four young ones that God assigned to me to go skip over them and find someone else to minister to when I need to minister to them? Every one of these things that I read here from verse 17 and verse 18, even verse 16, my kids need salvation. I mean, my, literally my children are saved now, but I had, I preached salvation to them, not waiting to send them to Sunday school. My husband and I preached the word to them, not waiting to send them for someone else to do it. If anybody needs salvation, it's my household. So I'm going to bring the word there first. And yes, we're still going to go to the darkest corners of the earth. We're going to go to Antarctica and all those other places where God sends us. But I know who he assigned to me because they came from my body. I know who they assigned to my husband because he's their father right? So I'm not going to skip over the obvious to go to something obscure. I'm going to take this word and apply it to my house. First, remember when Jesus came in his natural ministry, he ministered to the Jews first because it was right for him to take care of his household and then spread outward. God is a righteous father and he's a good God. So we're going to take up his manner and his method of doing things versus taking up a religious perspective or what we thought it should be. Don't skip over what he put in your lap. You know, he has assigned your children to you. Or if you're a spiritual mother or father, you're an auntie and uncle, God assigned you to pray for your nieces and nephews. God assigned you to pray for them. And he assigned you to watch over them in the spiritual realm, to watch over them by faith and using the weapons of your of our warfare that is not carnal, but mighty through God for pulling down strongholds. Do that for them because you know God has made these people a part of your family or your spiritual family. Um, when I look at this, I see um, casting out demons. I don't let demonic things come into my household. I don't let um, agitations reign or strife or anything like that. I cast it out in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't, um, and my my children are baptized in the Holy Spirit, but it's not about my kids. It's I'm, I'm talking about how I apply the word as a mother. And kids, when they're young, they put all kinds of things in their mouth. So I can see verse 18, that applies right there too. They will take up serpents and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Declare that over your children, confess that over them and be on guard and on watch claiming the privileges that you have in your life because of your relationship with God over your kids as well. And laying hands on the sick and they will recover. How many babies run a temperature, ear infections, um, other ailments, more serious things. You have the name of Jesus already in you. Go ahead and use your faith for your children. Um, next, let's look. And it says, uh, number three, be diligent in prayer. You can't be afraid or wearing of praying or confessing God's promises over your family. You have to be diligent about this. I um, mean, you, you can see how excited I am. <laughs> How serious I take this just because I I've watched, I've watched my children have, um, temperatures try to come on them and the Lord, 
has already provided his word. And because of the name of Jesus and listening to what the Holy Spirit says, going in and speaking and casting those fevers out in the name of Jesus and my children popping up out of the bed and going on about their day. Um, it is so important that we take care of and don't neglect what God has given us. And, you know, it's like I said, it's easy to look at the things that seem important because of TV, because of, um, you know, watching other ministries and other people. And it seems like they're doing what God is asking them. And they are. I'm not, you know, questioning whether or not they're doing that. But I'm telling you as a mother or father, a spiritual mother and father, take care of your household because you know God assigned that to you first and be faithful over what seems like a little bit to you and God will make you a ruler over much. But when we disregard the very little thing that he put in our arms and in our hands and we are shooting for the bigger things, we're gonna miss out on the blessing that God actually wanted to provide through us to the people around us. So let's look at Ephesians um, chapter six, verse 18. Remember, we're being diligent in prayer and we're not afraid to get after it. We're not afraid to just have a a continual conversation with God. Uh, It says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Guess what? You're raising a little saint. (laughs) Pray for those people. Pray for those children that God assigned to you. Pray for those babies. Pray for your husband. Pray for your wife. Uh, Pray for your nieces and nephew. Pray for your parents. Start there. And then pray for your pastors and the the leaders God has assigned over you and then branch out. But it's so important that we don't neglect to take care of our household. I cannot stress that enough to you, but I know that it's commonplace in present culture, especially in America, to think someone else is going to raise our children for us and do a good job. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a parent say to me, I didn't know. I thought I was sending them to the Christian school and the Christian school was going to do it. I thought I was sending them to this place or that place or the other so they would get this this teaching. I didn't know I was supposed to do it. And I'm just encouraging you that God wants you to do it because he gave them to you. And if he's equipped us with every spiritual blessing, if he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, I know that we know and we should not think that we're not capable to take care of our own children, to give them everything God put on the inside of us. That's what the Lord said about Abraham when he was on his way to Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, Abraham will teach his children after me, after him, my ways. So God gave you everything you need to teach your children. And if you you look up and you notice, well, I really don't know that I'm lacking here. Then ask God. James chapter one says, if you lack wisdom, (laughs) ask of God who gives liberally. So ask him and he'll generously supply it. But you got to ask in faith because faith is the heavenly currency. So ask in faith and God will give you what you need to pour into your children what they need from you. Number four. Use your authority over Satan. You cannot wait for God to do it. Why? I mean, some people might say, well, if God wants it to happen, he'll just do it. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. And and here's why. Because he's already set up a method that he wants things to be done. He's already set things in order and he's already assigned a divine order to it. He said, I'm going to leave you my name. I want you to get to work and rule over the devil. So Matthew 28, 18 says this. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now this was after he was raised from the dead. 
and he was commissioning them, the disciples, to go on and complete the work of the ministry, complete the work that God assigned them to. And the ministry starts in our household first, but he was telling them, I have all this authority. And when he said, go therefore, that was him commissioning them right then and there, knighting them, if you will, to go and use his name to transact kingdom business in the earth on his behalf. So that meant they could cast out devils where we read in Mark 16 earlier, casting out devils, laying hands on the sick taking up serpents. If they ate it or drank anything deadly, it would by no means hurt them. So it didn't mean eating or drinking stuff that was poisonous on purpose to try to test God, whether he was going to help you or not. That's, that's tempting the Lord and that's foolishness. That's not what he's talking about. But he's saying, as you go about your daily life, if the adversary tries to hurt you, you will rule over him because I've already given you this authority. I've already set up all this protection for you. So use it. Now, as parents, we raise a standard of protection around our family when we boldly know what the word of God says and we apply it. Um, Matthew 18, verse 18, you'll find there that it tells you there's a key to the kingdom. And it says this, I assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So uh, for example, you sending your children to public school or a daycare, instead of worrying and biting your nails about, you know, what's going to happen to them or dealing with some kind of crisis that occurred at the daycare or the school afterwards, um, here's how you handle that. As you pray over your children in the morning, you speak over that school and you say, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over my child's school, over the building, over the teachers, over everybody that's going to set foot over that property, over the grounds, the playground, everything concerning my child. And I plead the blood of Jesus. I bind the hand of the enemy. I bind every wicked trap that the adversary wants to set. I bind every plan of the, of the adversary and I command it to come to nothing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I cancel those wicked assignments against my children and my family in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, Holy Spirit, I loose you into my child's school. I loose you into the situation to bring peace, to cause shalom, to cause the people to come there, to be in their right mind in the mighty name of Jesus, to cause my child to learn and receive the implanted word of God and to excel in his or her schoolwork in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare favor over my child right now in the name of Jesus, that the teachers won't be looking at him or her as a target, but they will be helping them and promoting my child and they will be favored everywhere they go. And wherever they're there, there is peace in that atmosphere in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak peace to every situation in Jesus mighty name. That's how you release that word. And then you continue to trust God and you go, Lord, I thank you that there's peace at my child's daycare. Hallelujah. And I don't care who else came in there. I don't care who thought they were going to do something wrong. They have no authority to do so. And I promise you, and I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, that the Lord will cause those people to come to their right mind. They came in as a villain thinking they were going to do something, but God will cause them to come to clarity all of a sudden. And they forget why, they're th why they came there and they turn around and leave. Or they say, I thought I wanted to do this when I went in there, but for some reason, all I felt was peace and I couldn't do it anymore. There are, there's testimony after testimony of God ministering in that way. And someone has to know what their authority is and they have to use it. And that someone is you. So you get in the word and you get 
confident in your Lord and Savior and the power of the name of Jesus, the power of the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world and his love for you and your ability to use the word of God because he is backing it. Heaven is backing the name of Jesus. It's not back in the name of Kamisha, <laughs> but it's back in the name of the almighty Jesus Christ is his name and he is Lord. And lastly, number five, you have to watch your words. Now you can't go warn in the spirit and pulling down strongholds and casting down um, you know, wicked spirits and, and things of that nature and, you know, set up a decree that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and then go and counter that with your conversation and your words. You cannot counter what you've decreed and declared and released by faith with fear. You can't do it. And actually the boldness won't come if you're afraid. So you got to really get confident and you got to spend time meditating in the word and you have to watch the words coming out of your mouth. Don't talk, the, don't talk anything negative about happening to your children at school. When other people say, well, I hope that ain't going to happen today. Well, I know my child as well. I know all as well with my family. I know my child is healed and they will be always raised up and protected no matter where they go. And don't join in when other people start talking doubt, fear, and unbelief. Don't let it come out of your mouth. Don't let the pressure or emotional pressure overcome you. Stay steadfast and firm on what God already said and what you have confessed and prayed by faith because it will be done for you. When you have time, go back and read the beginning of Job. And I really want you to look at how Satan tried to get to Job, but there was a hedge of protection. Okay. So we have that same hedge of protection. And when you know what belongs to you and you are determined that you're not going to give any space for the adversary, you will absolutely see victory in your life. Well, that's about all I have for you today. I hope this word blessed you and I hope you take the opportunity to get into the word of God and to find out who you are in Christ and who he is. Find out the power of the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus Christ and start applying it to your life and be bold concerning your children, knowing that you already have the victory because it's been bought and paid for in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, I love you. God bless you. And I will see you back next week. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Mm -hmm.